Hello, I'm Phil Langton, and I've been a teacher at Hampton for over 20 years. Welcome to Discover Hampton, a podcast that takes you through the school gates and into the classrooms, meeting teachers and pupils, and getting an insight into what today's young people are loving to learn and why. In this, our first series, we're unlocking the wonder of languages, maths, science and English, history and music. Today on Discover Hampton, we strike all the right notes with our fantastic music department. Hello, my name is Daniel Rowland. I'm the Director of Music at Hampton and I'm currently in my 11th year at the school. Hampton is a special place and right at the top of the list of reasons why I have been here for so long is our bright and engaged and enthusiastic pupils. They really are an absolute joy to teach and their humour and positive attitude makes coming into work a pleasure. On a day-to-day basis, I'm surrounded by music. From exploring a variety of musical genres in the classroom to conducting the symphony orchestra or running a school choir rehearsal. I remember being told when I was young that I should try and find a job doing something I love. Well, I love music, so I guess that means I've got the best job in the world. For me, the best thing is seeing how much fun the pupils have making music together. There is nothing better than active learning, and the buzz of performing with like-minded individuals is so rewarding. There are so many musical paths to choose from here. Through singing and practical music making, we will also explore music from a diverse range of cultures. Today, we'll give you an insight into what happens in the music classroom. And to begin, we're going to our first years who have been learning about the engaging and uplifting music of West Africa with Miss Mattinson. Brace yourselves, it could be noisy. Roland. So good morning first years, it is great to see you again. We are going to be continuing our exploration today of West African drumming, okay? And the first thing I would like you to do is copy after me. Fantastic, great playing already. So, can you tell me anything about what we just played together? Yes. We played a call and response. Fantastic, we played a call and response, and what does that actually mean? So, it's like when one person or a group of people, not the whole band, is when they play like uh, some notes or a piece and then the rest copy. Fantastic. So, we had call and response. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I put a lot of time into thinking about your lessons, but I had not pre-planned those rhythms. I came in and made them up. What is that technique called, Neil? Uh, Improvisation. Improvisation, fantastic. And there was also a lot of improvisation in uh, West African drumming. Okay, let's try something slightly different. I would like us, please, to build up a few things. Finn, Neil, can you copy this rhythm after me? And you're just going to keep it going, okay? Join in when you want. Three, two, one, stop. Fantastic, great playing. We had more than one rhythm playing at the same time there. What is that called? 
Yes, Finn. Polyrhythm. A polyrhythm, fantastic. Polyrhythm because poly means many, and then we've got our rhythms. What is it called when we, when we repeat that rhythm constantly again and again, Neil? Uh, an ostinato. Fantastic, an ostinato, really well done. So we've thought about call and response, we have thought about ostinato, we've thought about polyrhythms, and of course, improvisation. So let's talk about the instrument that we are actually playing today. What is this drum called? Finn. The djembe. The djembe, fantastic. And where is it from? I think we should know this. Yes, Matthew? West Africa. West Africa, absolutely. More specifically, it originated in Mali, but definitely is used in other places around West Africa, whether it's Guinea, Senegal, etc. And it is now an incredibly uh, popular instrument around the world. What was it originally used for? Leo? Well, one example could be it was used for communication, like with different communities. So, like, for example, if there was someone coming and you wanted to let people in the town know, you would play the djembe, like a certain river on the djembe, to let the people in the town know. Fantastic. Really, really good stuff. Um, so that's one, one theory on what it was originally used for. It's also used, what do we think, Ethan? It was probably also used for people getting together and, like, parties in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So gathering people together. In fact, the word djembe, J means um, gather in the Bambara language and bay means peace. So we have um, gathering together in peace and then often people would dance to this music as well. Really great. Let's talk about um, what the instrument actually looks like. What are the different elements of the drum? Matthew? The wood. You've got the wood, absolutely. That's the main body of this drum. And then Finn, what else do we have? Uh, you've got the string. You've got the strings, which function to tighten what on the top of the drum, Ethan? The skin. The skin, really good. And we've also got this, now we've got a metal ring around the top of the drum. Um, so we've got the skin being held tight across that surface. And that's what we are hitting. All right, so let's have a go at some play. What I would like us to do today, given what we've just discussed, is have a think about making up our own piece of West African drumming. Now, I'm going to set you off on this. I would like you, please, to incorporate the following elements. An ostinato, okay, perhaps more than one, a polyrhythm, and also call and response. Well, I think we should split into groups. How many groups do you think we should I think three is enough. So you've got those two there, I'm in the centre, and then two there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so maybe I we could like work good. in teams to decide yeah. on our own rhythm. Every piece, most pieces have a bass, and the bass is usually punchy at first, then is almost in the background. So, so maybe if like... I'm doing the bass to start for eight beats, so do it on a crescendo doing that, so. And I'll just keep doing that. Yeah, that sounds good. So maybe then. Once you've done that eight times, we could have someone else come in. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. Finn can start, and then yeah. after four beats up, I'll start as well. Maybe so, a more yeah. complex rhythm this time. So create your own rhythm that's a bar long, so follows on with that beat structure. Okay. Like... Like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Hello, my name is Ethan, and I think that studying music in Hampton is a great opportunity as it's not just that we're just studying how to play musical instruments, it's also like if you're learning a period of music, you're not just learning how to play that period of music, you're also getting to understand 
what life was like back then, like how you look at the Baroque music period, it was very ornamented, but also when you look at the Baroque art, that was also very ornamented. You're not just learning how to play it, you're also learning why we play it, why does it sound like it, what was life like back then. My name is Matthew. My favourite part of music this year has probably been the jambes. You can get creative with it. There's always a different way you can play it each time. I've also been learning the piano for the past eight years and I'm currently working towards my grateful. I love playing the piano as there's so much you can do with it and it's always fun and relaxing to play. I think that's sounding absolutely fantastic. You are rehearsing like pros, and I'm really looking forward to hearing that performance. I think we should give it a go. Let's hear what you have come up with. Fantastic, really well done um, on an excellent lesson today and you've come up with a brilliant piece and a brilliant performance. That's the end of the lesson today, so I will see you next time. Off you go. We'll leave our first years now and move on to our upper sixth musicians who are looking at the diverse and much-loved world of jazz. Miss Mattinson takes our enthusiastic A-level musicians on a journey exploring the Latin American influence on big band jazz. All right, so good morning, folks. We are going to start our jazz lesson today by listening straight away to a quick extract. I want you to have a think about the rhythm section, the drum kit, the rhythmic features, and also about what the front line is doing, what order they join in. Okay, so here we go with our extract. Have a think. Fantastic, straight in. Who's this by? Which big band made it famous? Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington, yeah, absolutely. Rhythm section. So, what was happening in the rhythm section? Yeah. So, he was playing like the ride, like bell bit. It sounded like he was doing it on the offbeat, but then when the rest of the band came in, that was like, that was the onbeat. Yeah, good, absolutely. So, it's actually playing on one and three in the bar, isn't it? And uh, Tom, can you explain that to us? So, which part of the ride is he using? Yeah, so he's using uh, in the center they kind of got elevated a bit and it makes a bell noise. I think he was also playing the hi hat pedal. At, yeah, I don't know if it was at the same time. Um, was it? Uh, I think it was. Uh, it was like it wasn't a Latin groove. It was like a samba groove. It was like a Cuban groove or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, actually. So we've got that kind of Cuban rhythmic feel, which we're going to expand upon in a second. What can we say about the front line? We said it started with a drum solo, then what happened? Trombones, reeds, then trumpets. Yeah, good, absolutely. So we then had the trombones joining in with that dum, 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 then followed by reeds and trumpets. Very good. Um, Anything interesting about that rhythm? 
it's called like habanero rhythm or something with like one two three one two three one two yeah habanero rhythm the jazz that uses rhythms that are derived from latin american music generally comes from either a cuban influence or a brazilian influence okay so with cuban music we've got instruments uh, uh, styles rather like mambo cha-cha and salsa with brazilian music we've got that kind of bossa nova feel and also samba are we familiar with those kind of patterns yeah, yeah. so what are actually the key differences in the feel between the kind of jazz that we tended to discuss previously that the kind of traditional jazz and this cuban latin influenced jazz what do we think a lot of it isn't swung it's like more emphasis on just like syncopation as opposed to being like swung quavers yeah absolutely so we don't have that that swing and what, what do we actually mean by a swing feel um so the, like the first quaver is slightly longer. It's kind of like a like a push pull kind of effect. Yeah, absolutely. So if we're in swing, we've got that uneven balance between the first and second of uh, of a quaver pair. Um, this particular recording, how do you how do you know Caravan? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it is um, it's used in Whiplash, right? It, it becomes like a major plot point in in whiplash doesn't it um and in fact it is the piece that is played in the closing scene yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. okay um so obviously the drum solo is a massive part of it sorry tom we're not going to focus on that today we are going to uh, think about the harmony at the very end of this this piece um so i would like us to think in particular about three chords that close this piece because we're going to end up on f minor nine why do we end up on f minor nine isn't it the the tonic Absolutely. So what's actually interesting about the A section in terms of the, the harmony that we're sat all, on? It's basically all dominant preparation. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much the entirety of the A section. Hi, I'm Tom, and I think a part about studying music for A-level is probably the impressionist side of the course, because up until this point, when it comes to like the Western classical tradition of music, we hadn't really delved into more of the experimental uh, side of things, and... In my opinion, it's like a lot more interesting to listen to, lots more complicated harmony and stuff like that, and it's just nice to get into it. Hi, I'm Milo, and I think um, the thing for me is that it's really opened so many doors to so many different types of music that I never would have experienced before. It's really ignited like a passion into jazz, and I'm also very interested in the 20th century side of the course and um, just discovering loads of new things that I never thought I'd be interested in but I really am and I can't wait to study it at university uh, It's the, well, sharp 5 or flat 13 Yeah, absolutely um, and in this case it functions really as, as, a, as a sharp 5 we'll talk about why in a second it continues with this So that's the dominant 7 That's just the dominant 7 Good, then we get the Sharp nine. Sharp nine. And then we get the... Try to... Yeah, it is a try to the sharp nine. So what is it? Sharp 11. Is it? No. It's oh, the flat 13. Right. It's some kind of 13. What's the try to above your sharp nine? Just the normal 13. Normal 13. Normal no. 13. Okay? So it's a, it's a C7. Sharp 5. Sharp 9. 13. Or actually, to be honest, we would call that C13. C13, sharp 5, sharp 9. Now let's look back to the chord that precedes it. I'm going to play it to you, see if you can work out what it was. So this was our, this was our C chord. Okay? The 
chord that precedes it sounds like this. This was our C. Has it got like a flat mode? It's not. It's a Simpsons one. It's a Simpsons mode. What's the mode of the Simpsons? It is like the. It sounds like the Simpsons. Yeah. But yeah, say what it is. So what a D flat seven with a flat five. Good. So D flat seven with a flat five, which is that quality. It's also got something else though. We've got our seven. We've then got dominant flat nine. Flat nine. Good. Flat nine. Now, let's think about this functionally. Why do we have a D flat seven, a C seven, and then an F minor nine? Flat six. What? So it's yeah, it's basically so it's... a secondary dominant, but with a trigon substitution. Excellent. Bang on the money. Well done. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Very good. That's some pretty complex harmonic analysis there, and you've done an excellent job. We will continue to explore Latin jazz and Afro-Cuban feels next time. But for now, we will leave it there. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Miss Mattinson, for a fascinating insight into the infectious rhythmic drive of big band jazz. I hope you've enjoyed your fly-on-the-wall visit to the music department today and that it's given you an idea of just how lively and engaging lessons can be. Music really does bring people together, regardless of our background, views or opinions. We're all able to connect through the language of music. The power of experiencing music with others is huge, and it could be the perfect escape from the challenges life sometimes throws our way. Next time you decide to try something new, why not join a local choir? Take up an instrument, go and listen to some live music, classical, rock, jazz. Why not take part in a steel pan workshop and learn about music from another culture while experiencing the uplifting effect of dancing and performing with a large group? Whatever it may be, give it a go. And finally, I'll leave you with this. Did you know... Mahler's eighth symphony, known as the Symphony of a Thousand, requires, yep, you guessed it, 1,000 musicians, including an oversized orchestra, an organ, two choirs, a children's choir, eight vocal soloists, four harps, a celeste, a piano, a harmonium, a mandolin, and even an offstage brass ensemble. Bonkers. I urge you to go and have a listen. You won't be disappointed. Thank you. And I hope you've enjoyed hearing all about music here at Hampton. Thanks, Daniel. That was great. As any teacher will tell you, we live for those golden light bulb moments when everything clicks into place. And over this series, we'll be witnessing the skill, dedication and passion that great teachers bring to their lessons in Discover Hampton, a podcast from Hampton School. You can find out more at www.hamptonschool.org.uk. Remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.